0: It's time for the Diamond in the Rough Podcast with your host, Dan Collins. The amount of vacations that I just IxNay is incredible. And Sam
1: Ostrowski. Why didn't you invite me? Episode ten of Diamond in the Rough Podcast. We've made it. We're double digits, Dan. You feel good about it? Sure, why not? We had a good yeah. we're
0: coming off with a few good interviews. We are. Uh, every every third show we're booking an interview, so.
1: So, people want to talk to us. Yes, absolutely. We don't know if people want
0: to listen, but people want to talk, so that's good enough. Well,
1: (laughs) let's hope they want to listen, too. If you didn't hear, uh, go to the last episode. had an interview with a Cardinals prospect, Paul DeYoung. Uh, He's been killing it in spring training. We had a great talk with him, so if you didn't hear it already, go to episode 9, listen to that one, and then come back to us for episode 10 so you can hear all all the great stuff we have to tell you today. So, Dan, before we... uh... Wait, are we the reason for him tearing the cover off the ball? I'd like to That's think so. Okay, I'd like to think so. I was, I'd talk I was with just us, so, You know, you get juiced up somehow. Not juiced up in that way. I was just checking. Not in that way, but juiced no. up to where, you know, you're hyped up. Like, yeah, I talked to Sam and Dan. I'm going I'm to hit so some, hit a, some it,
0: dingers. It, it, it tends to be a pretty big confidence booster. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, well, so, so we've heard. But we've got a jam-packed show for this one, too. No interviews. No interviews. But just still us. a ton of stuff to talk about. There's snow on the ground. Yeah, there was a lot of effing snow on <laughs> it the ground. It was like, what, two or three shows ago, we were talking about how... We were bragging. It we was unseasonably bragging. yeah, it was unseasonably warm here in the Midwest, and now snow again, and
1: opening day is about three weeks away, so... Yeah, how exciting is gotta that? Gotta clean the diamond. Check this out. Dan and I right now, we're, we're in our spot, and we are currently watching the Twins take on the Tampa Bay Rays. How awesome is that? Baseball is just that close. It's, no, it's here. It's here. We're watching it. I'll tell you what's better. Last night, I had a little
0: trouble going to sleep. And at 12 in the morning, I remember looking at the clock, it was 12 on the nose, I was watching Miguel Cabrera face Sergio Romo, Woo! Venezuela versus Mexico in the World Baseball Classic, and it was live, it wasn't even a pre-recorded game. Yeah, the, those games were a what, lot of time. five times. games yesterday? Yeah, there was a lot. I was saying, there was a lot, and that game was going on, and it was already the wee hours
1: of the night, and I was able to still watch live baseball and see Cabrera do his thing. It was absolutely fantastic. Thank well, you, you, you let us right into some world baseball. Classic talk, Dan. I know you've been watching a lot. I haven't had the chance to sit down and watch a full game. I've been watching here and there. How? Been watching the highlights. Are you that busy that you can't I watch? haven't. I've been, I've been traveling all over the place recently. I, I've got an excuse. But I have been trying to keep up, and I've been keeping up for the most part. Uh, there's been some incredible games and incredible plays, a lot of walk-off wins adam jones with the walk-off hit we saw a huge bomb from nelson cruz who by the way just said winning the world baseball classic is bigger than winning the world do you series think he, okay do you think he really meant that though I, I hope not i okay well when i say that obviously it's a huge honor to play for your country it means so much to those guys uh, especially for someone like the Dominican, the country Dominican Republic, who has a plethora of talent over there, it means a lot. Insane, to them, insane amount of talent, absolutely insane, and you know it means a lot to them. So of course it's right up there. But I still think the World Series, you know, takes the takes the crown on that one. It sure does. Trust me, he'd rather win a
0: World Series than. Well, what do I know? I, I can't read his mind, but. It's a it's a little bit of a weird
1: statement. I will say that. Well, speaking of the World Baseball Classic, Dan, there's something I want to ask you because I know you've been able to watch a lot. You said you're up at midnight watching. Well, no, I hope I didn't confuse you. I haven't watched too much, but I have
0: watched a fair enough. We both I've watched, watched enough.
1: We both watched enough, and we're going back and watching. Depending as much on as we what can. enough is, sure. You know, I've been I've been probably more focused on spring training more than anything, but we've been paying attention to the World Baseball Classic as it's been awesome. Dan, have you seen any? Young guys out there. Any prospects that have been really showing off while they play for their country? You know, not necessarily. There's not a lot playing. Obviously, there's a lot of veterans and a lot of no names, if you will say. But there's some.
0: Impressing. I will say it is nice to see this. It's nice to see people from players like a team from Israel, for example. Israel's been awesome. A lot of Jewish-American players. There's guys from AAA, AA, single A playing, and it's just like you would never really even get to see a lot of these guys in spring training, but you get to see them now in this World Baseball Classic. And you look at other other teams too, Venezuela and Canada, and you you think to yourself when these teams are going to play in the World Baseball Classic and they're facing powerhouses like the Dominican Republic, the USA, who a lot of their top guys they're missing a few MVPs, a few Cy Young winners, and they're still stacked. And they you think so to yourself, stacked. how can a team like Canada compete? They were they're in the same pool. They're, they're gone now. They're done.
1: Three games in. Boom, see you yeah. later. 0-3. When you oh. have Justin Morneau, you know... Playing cleanup. Well, you're let's not get to win. that.
0: But Before we get to the prospects, which I do want to get to shortly, uh, and we'll touch on that, there was something we talked about a little off the air, and to me it was just absolutely hilarious. You said you didn't watch the game, you saw a little bit of the highlights. Ryan Dempster pitching game one for Canada. When Ryan Dempster's pitching game one for Canada, you know
1: already how hard it was to make up that roster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could say that to say the least. Hey, it's fun watching Ryan Dempster, you know, the Harry Carrion Pro Impersonator, the closer slash starter, oh former Chicago Cub and Florida Marlin and Kane County Cougar, by the way. And World Series winner. And, and World, World Series, Series one. Hey, Dumpster had a pretty good career. It was funny. like you said, it was pretty funny to watch him out there being uh the game one starter, not exactly who he won on the mound come game one, but that's that's who they had, that's who they dealt with. I I kinda wish, speaking of prospects, how's about this? From Can- he's from Canada, of uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, Jameson Tayon, uh he at one point was the Pirates' top prospect, I know. Uh, since then, has had some injury trouble, but really is showing promise coming into this season uh, via spring training and other and others uh, workouts and such. So we'll see what he, he's got in him. I would have loved to have seen him in the World Baseball Classic, which kind of leads us into the question. If young guys who maybe haven't been called up yet, maybe have played a few games uh, in the pros, if they get the chance to play for their country, Should they go and do it, or should they stick to spring training and stick to trying to impress the coaches to finally get the call? I don't know if there's a perfect way to answer
0: that. I think there's a lot of other circumstances that probably play into it. For instance, how close were you to making the show? If you stay with the big league club and they give you that chance, if you perform to a certain extent, are you going to make the big league club come April? What are your chances? And put it this way depending on what pull you're in who you're facing or how far your team could possibly go if you look at the chances can you not still impress heavily during the world baseball classic is what i would say so i think there's a lot of factors that go into it who are you going to be facing how much playing time are you going to be getting are you going to be getting for either team and then you kind of go from there the guys who obviously are not going to go to something like this and this is a powerhouse team like the usa who are missing these cy young winners or in these mvps Look at who is not on the U.S.'s roster. Guys like Chris Bryant, Kershaw, Sale. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, which a guy like Chris Sale, he's with a new team now, Boston Red Sox. He has to kind of stay there, you would think, and learn. get to you know get buddy-buddy and get the camaraderie going with his new team. Kershaw was just injured last year. You don't want to go and risk it. And then if he gets injured in the World Baseball Classic, that would just be catastrophic. So those are the names. Chris Bryant is coming off a World Series campaign. Those are the type of guys that obviously won't go. When it comes to these big-name prospects, I think it just depends on how big of a name you are. You look at a guy like Yoan Moncada, who I'm going to talk about left and right on this show. But um, he's obviously trying to impress. I think uh, there's just a lot that comes down to it. I think that if you pass up on it, it's not a big deal. If you go,
1: it's not necessarily a big deal either. I don't know. I think as a top prospect... And if you're in spring training and you finally have the chance to possibly make the opening day roster or impress enough to at least make the roster at some point in the upcoming season, I think those guys have to stay back. I think they need to stick to spring training. They need to stick with their coaches and their teammates and play there as much of an honor as it is. You're going to get other opportunities in the future to play for the for your country. I can almost guarantee it. Uh, it's about you getting that paycheck and finally being the pro player that you've dreamed of since you were a kid. I think that's what's most important. As far as other names, I think for other countries, uh, players who are trying to get signed. You know what? There's still young guys out there who aren't well as known, but I would be damned if there aren't plenty of scouts out there checking out the World Baseball Classic and seeing what young guys are out there impressing. absolutely have to be. So if you want to call them the known names or however you want to put it, uh, for a lack of a better phrase, I think those guys, it's very important for them to play that so they have a chance to get signed from their country. To you, this World Baseball Classic has a lot of hype, and we're talking about it a lot on this
0: show because, to be quite honest, it's, it's the biggest thing going on right now in the game of baseball.
1: Yeah, it's being out spring training, definitely. It,
0: okay, and that's what I was going to ask you. Is your attention more focused on spring training, or is it tailing toward the World Baseball Classic? I'll tell you this. It's been absolutely fun. I still I'm looking at his image right now on my laptop. I hope I pronounce this name right. Hafet Amador, I've showed you about three pictures of him. The 6'4 giant from Mexico, he is just an absolute character. He's like the Mexican Mo Vaughn, just bigger. And not maybe not as juiced up. And probably not as juiced up. Uh and it's just you get to see guys like this who you've never seen before. I, I wanna say I did a little digging into him, plays in Japan and stuff like that. You get to see a guy, like, if you're a White Sox fan like me, you can see Alex Katz, who's pitching for Israel. Jewish American pitching for Israel. So, it's just really fun. And then you get to see powerhouses, if that's something that you want. The Dominican Republic is absolutely ridiculous. Fernando Rodney is pulling plantains out of his pants. Yeah, yeah. It's, It's very fun and very lively. And it's helping with, we're maybe about a week away from what I would call the official dog days of spring training or however exactly you want to word that phrase but it's almost time now to play ball and we're getting there and this kind of it helps it's like a little bit of medicine if you will to keep your mind distracted and still see these big name players because there's a guy mentioned him earlier somebody like Miguel Cabrera you get to see him for three straight days getting at least two or three at bats now if he's with this club in spring training you're not going to see him all that often because they're going to spread out those at-bats more and more. Maybe he's playing for two, three, three to four innings. Who knows? But if he's playing with his country and they're competing for that next round spot, well, then you're definitely going to see him.
1: Yeah, no, you 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 definitely will. But as you said, we're coming into some of the important times of spring training, uh, and I think it's important for those young guys, uh, particularly, to really be with their ball club. As far as the veterans go, like the Miguel Cabreras and whatnot, oh, you know, they're over it. They don't care. They're gonna do what they want. So you know, they they got the big bucks. They know what they're capable of, and they're not worried about it. They've been through the grind. They know what to expect. They're going to be ready to play ball come opening day. I wouldn't worry about those guys so much, but there is always the fear of being injured like Salvador Perez just went down with an injury and he's going to be out for the rest of the baseball classic as he should be. I don't but think- do you blame that on the world baseball classic? He could have got injured in spring training. Yeah, no, well, of course, but that's just extra. There's an extra chance of him getting hurt now because he's playing live ball games. I actually I don't agree with that. Spring training, they're taking it easy. They're they're going 50% if that is. You can still, still get, get hurt, hurt, but you have a higher chance of getting hurt in a live ball game where players are playing at a top level. Obviously, you've mentioned it. These games have been so intense. Uh, so many close calls, so many walk-offs, some upsets. Like I said, Israel, it's been awesome to watch them. Um, so as far as injury risk, that's always something. But Dan, let's move forward. We're going to continue watching the World Baseball Classic, but we're also concentrated on the... Uh, upcoming season that is so so close that we are so excited about. Uh if you didn't see, MLB Pipeline actually just came out, finally finished the the top farm systems in the entire league and they came out with the top 10. Number 1 Atlanta Braves, then you hit the Yankees, the White Sox, number 3, the Padres, number 4, Brewers, number 5, then it goes Dodgers, Pirates, Rockies, Reds and Rays rounding off the top 10. So, Dan, any of the teams you think are too high in the top 10? Uh, someone you're surprised isn't on the top 10. Just give me your overall thoughts here. You know, the Braves, to me,
0: being number one, that's a little interesting. I Dansby Swanson, a name that obviously comes to mind, top 10. He's ranked four on MLB's top pro, top 100 prospect list. But then if you're on that list and you scroll down, okay, so you have Dansby Swanson at four. got to go all the way to number 10, and then you find Ozzie Albies. But then that's about it. You just have to keep scrolling and scrolling. So they have two top ten prospects, and then the, you have to just bury yourself down the list before you find somebody else. So that's just a little interesting to me there.
1: That goes to show you how much they value both those players. I think they're pretty deep, though. I think that's what it is more than anything, particularly at pitching. Sean Newcomb, uh, and among a couple others, among some trades that they made uh, in the offseason, some that we talked about, like the one uh, with the Mariners where they grabbed a couple arms. Uh, So the Braves are very deep and they're concentrated on taking as much talent as they can. So I think what it came down to was who had the best top 30 prospects out there. And the Braves happen to have that. If you're looking at who has the best top, I don't know, 25, the Yankees win that one, no doubt. I mean, the Yankees, you know, they have Torres, they have Clint Frazier, Aaron Judge, uh, among a bunch of other names. So I actually did think they were going to be number one, but... I can see how the Braves were, you know, took the top spot in that one.
0: And Danzy Swanson is definitely ready to play in the major leagues. Well, depending on what your idea of ready is, but wouldn't mind seeing them maybe lock in a position there sometime soon over
1: there at shortstop for the Braves. Yeah, no, totally. And then if we're looking at, you know, someone at the end there, uh, something I wanted to bring up is, you know we see this top 10 right now but let's look you know we're gonna look in the future here look into next season uh what teams are still going to be there we're gonna get our crystal ball out and look yeah into the yeah future. what teams are still going to be at the top 10 for the prospects you know who obviously the brave swanson's not going to be a prospect by next year along with a couple others the yankees just about all those guys aren't going to be prospects next year they're all getting called up torres clint fraser judge uh gary sanchez all of them um and the biggest team that I'm looking at right now is the Milwaukee Brewers. With Corey Ray okay. and Josh Hader. And those guys are still probably going to be considered prospects, I'm guessing. Hader, maybe not. Uh, but I think the Brewers are going to be top three, no you, doubt. You're just trying to get my bias out here is what I see what you're doing. Because I think the White Sox for sure are going to be number one next year on but, that list. But don't you think Moncada, Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, and Michael Kopic are all not going to be prospects for next season? Ugh. Kopik, maybe. He might be still. I think the biggest question mark is
0: around Moncada. Do you keep him in... He might be perhaps a September call-up. Well, he will be. He's earlier. He will be. He's
1: earlier in that, I think.
0: Do you really? Yeah. Uh, I think it's... Maybe they don't rush him. You don't know. The White Sox get really weird with stuff like this. I don't think they'll rush Kopech. Giolito, you might see up there. Ronaldo Lopez might even be the fifth starter. I think both of them make the starting day... opening day roster. I'm thinking... If you even have one or two of those guys of their top guys who remain prospects, one or two, and then you go out and you trade Quintana and maybe even Abreu or Cabrera. Then you're bringing in more and more and more if you could pull off solid trades. So it's not only what they have now, but what they're still planning on getting in the near future is
1: where I'm coming at. I can understand that because they still do have plenty of trades to be made. Um, and I think the White Sox definitely will still be top ten. Uh, how about the Pirates? I think they're a team that's going to be up there as well. I mean, Josh Bell will probably get called up this year. Austin Meadows, I think, has another year of being in the minors. Uh, Glass now will definitely be on the pro roster. So the Pirates are someone to look at as well. And who knows? They might trade Andrew McCutcheon. So same thing to your White Sox. Might be a team looking to make a trade to gain that many more prospects. Is there anyone on the top 10 that you, you were surprised weren't on the top 10, I should say? No, I don't think so. I I thought it was pretty good. It, it, I'm looking at
0: your facial expression. There's obviously something that bothered you with that top ten. No,
1: no, not 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 too much. Okay, I don't. Okay. I I think I was pretty okay with it. The Rockies definitely have to be on there. They came in as an, at number eight. Uh, like I said, it rounds off with the Reds and the Rays. So I I think I'm okay with it. I think the, the Yankees look, are stacked. I know you said that already. The Yankees they are, are stacked. They Just are looking stacked. at that the list. The Padres Ooh. are pretty
0: stacked too. And who would have thought the Yankees? What they basically did was they pulled a little bit of a White Sox move early on, and they traded away, and then they even get back. They they trade away Chapman, and then, oh, hey, by the way, let's just sign him back again and make a run for this thing now. The Yankees are in great shape both in making a run for the playoffs and longevity-wise with that farm system. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. And they can also buy. The Yankees could buy whenever. They could buy pitching. They could buy hitting. They could buy whatever the heck they want, and they already have – a lot of talent sitting there in the farm system. They have a lot of talent there on the roster. It's just unbelievable. They're in great shape.
1: Oh, totally. The they're Yankees in, are always
0: in great shape. They're, they're the New York Yankees. They've been no, in shape ever not. since they've been in great shape ever since they've entered the league.
1: But no, ever since Derek Jeter's left, they've had issues. They have had issues ever since the captain himself has gone away. I mean, Sure, every team's going to go through a little bit of a blimp, but for the
0: most part, it was just a hiccup. It was just a minor hiccup in Yankees history. That's all that really was. They're doing it
1: totally the not-Yankee way. The Yankee way is to sign as many of the but they top can, free agents they as they can. They can make it the
0: Yankee way, though. Once those once those prospects become major league ready and they're just flirting with it, or even this season, they might do it the Yankee way again. If they're looking like they can make a big World Series World Series run, they might pull things out the Yankee way. They always have that money to turn it into the original Yankee
1: way. Well, Dan, I'm glad you brought that up because moving did I on, segue you into you something? You segue me okay, into go. something. Uh, we actually have fans that sent us emails. Finally, yeah, it might have been that great interview we had, but
0: yeah, we what was it, a handful three towards. We have we have three four.
1: right now. One of them from. Uh, Maybe a couple weeks. We're sorry we didn't get to you earlier, but we're getting to you now. Okay. So we do have a total of three, which is super exciting. We're glad that you sent us some emails. If you haven't already, diamond in the rough podcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your thoughts, or anything else. Some whatever you know, pictures of your dogs. I always show like to point love. that one out. Yeah, so some, some love. love. Either way. So the first question that we got is from Joe, the one that we've kind of been waiting on here. Uh, Joe, I Joe ju- Schmo? I got No, I got his last name here. Kalenko? I hope I'm saying that right. right. Um, from Yahoo.com. He's from, a Yahoo Yeah, he's a Yahoo user. guy. So Joe went ahead and said that he's a Chicago guy, but a Yankee fan at heart. Joe, I'm sorry. But he said he's excited about the Yankees' future, as he should be, with all the young guys, but he's hoping they can compete this year. So his question is, is he crazy to think they can make the playoffs in 2017? That's the question. (laughs) Hold on, Joe. Hold on. I'm glad you're the one who checks
0: these emails and not me because I'd probably respond in hilarious ways. Joe is a Chicago guy. Chicago guy but a Yankees fan at heart. I'm sure I'm
1: sure it's just a family God. thing. What, what does the that father mean? grew up in New York or something.
0: Okay, okay. And his question was let, let's let's get to the nitty-gritty of this. He wants to know if the Yankees can make the the playoffs?
1: Playoffs in 2017. Talking you know, playoffs? You know, the, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to go ahead and attack this if you don't mind. Okay. No. I'm just going to flat out answer it. No, they are not a playoff team this year. I'm sorry, Joe, and I'm going to tell you why. However, you should be extremely excited for the future because the Yankees and I would say by next season are a team that's going to be competing deep in the playoffs with all the talent they've got. But you need to wait a little bit. The Yankees need a, some more pitching. I understand. Some them. more
0: starting pitching. Some more
1: starting pitching. If
0: they could get the right amount of starting pitching, I don't know how big you are into CC Sabathia anymore. But that back end of the bullpen, depending on how much your man Joe Madden messed up Chapman's arm in the World Series. Yeah. Uh, if he just totally ran the fuel out of the tank, Dylan Betances. And oh, Chapman, that's a seven-inning baseball game. That is one hundred percent. That's all you need. All your starters, ninety-nine percent of the time. Well, that's just a made-up statistic. Ninety to ninety percent of the time, I'm going to say, if you could get the right starting pitching, actually, you don't even need the right starting pitching. Is if you have a victory, if you have the lead, if you're the Yankees and you have the lead going into the eighth inning, it's a done deal. Betances and Chapman at the back end of the bullpen. What else do you want? Chapman is one of the hottest, if not hottest, closers. In the game of baseball, and backing him up is Betances,
1: which is unbelievable. But you know what? Hey, Chapman. It's a seven inning baseball game, Sam. Seven inning baseball game. Gave up a home run to Rajay Davis. Let's not forget to tie Game Seven of the World Series. He was gassed. Um, That was Joe Madden's fault. You know, no, we're not getting into this right now. We are not getting into this right now. I understand. You he was, see what
0: your email did. I understand Joe? he was used. What a are lot, you doing, Joe? But it's Game
1: Seven of the World Series. Suck it up. Come on. Don't Joe. Don't give up an effing home run to tie the game. You know, you're going to piss me off. Anyways, Joe, my answer to you is no. They can't compete with the Boston Red Sox right now. The Red Sox are way too no. good. Not to mention the Blue Jays are still in their run, kind of even without Edwin and Carson. Oh my god. Incar, in uh, you know what? Incarcerated. Inca- no, he's <laughs> in- There you go. Jesus Christ. Anyways, without him, yeah, they're, they're going to struggle maybe a little bit, but I still think the Blue Jays are a potential playoff team before the Yankees are in 2017. But come 2018, Joe, be excited because the Yankees are going to be there and the Red Sox are going to have some trouble trying to win that division. I'm with you. Okay, fine. That's fine. All right. I'm all not, right. not going to try to all take right. you down. Great. We're going to move on then. That's fine. We're not going to talk Chapman, Joe Madden again. No, we, we don't need to? All right, <laughs> no good. No worries there. Good, good. Well, speaking of the Cubs, you know, it's only a matter of time before we get a Chicago question since that's where we are. Uh, Sean, I don't have a last name for you, Sean, but Sean, uh, coming from a Gmail account, Gmail to Gmail, asked, do the Cubs have any room for Eloy Jimenez and Ian Happ, two of their top prospects, or two of the top prospects for the Chicago Cubs? And then he went on to say, I can't help but feel that they should trade the two for pitching. And this is who again? Sean. 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 Okay. Scene. Sean. He spells it S-E-A-N. One of those deals, you know. Sean. Okay. Well, let me. You want me to attack this right now? Go ahead. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to go for it again, Sean, because I'm a huge Cubs fan myself. Uh, First off, no, don't trade both of them. That would be crazy. I would say that too. That would be crazy to trade both of them. I'm sorry. I was just, I'm a little confused once again in the question because it's. Seems a little bit like a no-brainer, but hey, who am I? Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I understand where you're coming from because where's the room? The Cubs' outfield is stacked right now. They're not getting rid of Schwarber. Don't even know where to put Schwarber at the moment. Yeah, you're having a hard time even figuring that out. Center field is the only position that's somewhat open, but you have Albert Almora Jr. right now who also could be in trade talks in the future. Uh, I think Eloy Jimenez you have to keep around. He's been showing way too much talent. I don't think that's a guy you trade unless you are offered a tremendous amount back. Uh, as far as Ian Happ goes, I mean, he's been great up to this point. He's still extremely young, just drafted last season. He's a guy I'm still waiting on, but if the right price comes around for a veteran pitcher, considering Jake Arrieta is probably not going to be a cub next season. I would probably bite at it.
0: The Cubs are still so yeah. They, look,
1: we're talking about little oh, problems here. <laughs> we're talking about First little First world issues
0: here. here is what we're talking about, absolutely. Yeah,
1: so Sean, don't worry about it either way, but keep Eloy Jimenez and uh, Ian Happ. We'll, let's wait a little bit on, but I could see a potential trade happening in the future for maybe some pitching. So well, that's that, my, that's last my but answer. Not least. Who's last but not least? Brad. Now he's a fan. He listened last week to our Paul DeYoung interview. So he said... Do you think Paul DeYoung makes the opening day roster? Clearly this must be a Cardinals fan. It seems like he's making big impressions in St. Louis during he has spring been. training. Or he
0: listened to the interview and he just dug into Paul DeYoung is actually what I'm talking about. Yeah, guessing. so far, That's if you haven't I'm seen, guessing.
1: Paul DeYoung's been doing awesome. They've been playing him about every other game. And Apo Taco the other night. Yesterday, Apo Taco, as Dan would put it. Mm-hmm. He hit an opposite field home run yesterday that was extremely impressive. I was actually watching the Cardinals Astros spring training game earlier today. They were bragging about him, saying how he's been having an incredible spring training, showed his home run from yesterday. So DeYoung doing exactly what he's been told to do. He's the power hitter they wanted. He's playing everywhere on the field right now, uh, which is what they asked him to do as well. He's supposed to be starting spring training. Or excuse me, he's supposed to be starting triple A at shortstop, which is I don't what, think he breaks, which breaks is, camp with the Cubs. Exactly. No, which is sorry. Brings Brad. us to this. He doesn't Good break he does he's not fine. break camp, despite the fact that how much he's impressing. Because I think that the Cardinals They're smarter than that. They had a plan for him no matter what. The yeah. guy could have been hitting 520 by now. Yeah. And they still are gonna send him to triple A to start. But that's not to say he's not gonna get called up this season. I think he absolutely is gonna get called up this season. A matter of time. I don't know when. I don't think it's going to be late in September or anything like that. I think it will be earlier, uh, especially, God forbid, say a Johnny Peralta goes down with an injury uh, or someone of that nature. Then, yeah, DeYoung's getting the call. He's the next guy up. So I love these. We, we,
0: please email the show a lot more often. This is actually kind of fun. I'm not going to It hide. is fun. No, this, this is a is, fun way to spend it's about time the later we, half of the show. It's, it's, it is about time, It's too, About yeah. time
1: we interacted with some fans, huh? How's about that? So, Paul DeYoung... Expect him this season, but maybe not cracking the opening day roster. So thank you to everyone who sent us an email. Again, you could email us at DiamondInTheRoughPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you're looking for us on social media, DiamondInTheRoughPodcast on Facebook. And if you're on Twitter, it's at DiamondPodcast. So, again, please send us some emails, send us some tweets, or whatever you want to do. Uh, We really look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, Go listen to the last episode with the great interview with Paul DeYoung. We look forward to episode 11. We're now in double digits. Couldn't be more excited about it. So, for Dan Collins, I'm Sam Ostrowski. We'll see you next time on the Diamond in the Rough podcast.